this morning, you know, we have been talking uh, for a couple of weeks now about this new series, Counterculture, uh, based on the Sermon on the Mount. And, you know, where we find certain guidelines um, that Jesus shares with the believers and the non-believers, with the rich, with the poor, with the sick, with the healthy. And he's saying, you know what, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter where you are in life, I have a new product for you. And I just love that part. Um, because God, the He's, you know, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God. He's saying, you know what, there's something new, there's something different out there. It's not just about the world. And it's called the kingdom of God. And I don't know about you, but for me it's been it's been a challenge this past few weeks. Um, because you know, as a preacher, as a pastor, um, you automatically volunteer yourself to be the first one to put it into practice because you are talking about it. Um, and all of these guidelines that you know Jesus talks about, they're designed to peel off the bad in humanity so that we can see the good, we can see the real meaning of life. You know what? That's hard because it confronts us with the real me, with the real you. It's like a giant mirror in front of you. Sometimes it's hard to do that, you know, because we have an outer shell. And that's what people get to see all the time. That's what I get to see. That's what you get to see about, about me. But looking into the inside, only God can do that. If you have your Bible, I want you to go with me to Matthew chapter 5 chapter 5, and we are going to be reading verse 5. And it says like this. I have the New Living Translation. And Matthew 5, 5 says, God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who are humble. How many of you are starting to itch a little bit? Just by hearing that. And you know, part of what makes us humble is understanding the value, the cost of our salvation. The forgiveness of our sins, but for us by the blood of Jesus. And only Jesus. Which means that we have nothing to do with. We have no part in that. And to understand that, it's difficult. Because in... Other words, it's not about us. The kingdom of God is not about you. It's not about me. It's about Jesus and because of Jesus. That's what the kingdom of God is. And that allows us to understand who we are in Christ. Who we are in Christ. So that we don't end up on either side of the spectrum. You know, with the super self-righteous people or the ones that think that, you know what, I'm supposed to be humble, I'm just a nobody. Once you understand who you are in God, that frees you up to do lots of things, to serve other people, to love other people. And the opposite of humility is pride, right? If God calls us to be humble, the opposite is pride. And we have to be careful because from that, self-righteousness is born. And let me tell you, it's extremely difficult for a prideful heart, somebody who's prideful, to understand and appreciate 
sacrifice that Jesus made for us on the cross. There is a story in the Bible that I feel shows us a different perspective on the meek or the humble. Um, because I don't think there's nothing more humbling than serving others. Have you experienced that before? Just serving other people? Maybe somebody that is not going to be able to thank you for what you do. Or people that you don't even know. In this story, it's out of John chapter 13, verse 4. So I'm going to read it to you. If you want to go with me, we're going to park in here for a little bit. John 13, verse 4. And this was just before the Passover festival. Jesus was having dinner with his disciples. And verse 4 goes like this. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. See, Peter amazes me, because as you read the Gospel, out of all the disciples, he was the one that challenged Jesus the most. He was the one. He was the one that questioned him in one occasion when, you know, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of, you know, of the lake. Jesus appears to the disciples. They were alone in this little boat. And he was the one that said to Jesus, you know what, if it's you, if it's really you, call me. Because I want to meet you right in the middle of the lake. I want to walk on water. I mean, I'm just paraphrasing, you know, but it doesn't say exactly like that. But that was Peter. He challenged Jesus constantly. He also was the one that said, you know what? I will never deny you, Lord. Never. Never, ever, ever. Never. And he ends up denying him. He was also the one that when Jesus got arrested, he took out his sword and started defending himself. I don't know if he was trying to defend Jesus, but I think he was, you know, out of all the stuff happening, the commotion, he probably got scared and he started to defend himself. And in that, he ends up cutting somebody's ear off. And Jesus said, Peter, calm down. You know, just calm down. I got this. I don't need you to defend me. You know, it's the other way around. Me, I'm the Savior, you, you know, I'm here for you. I don't need you to defend me. I can easily do this on my own, but this has to be done. I don't need the help of you. And that is the same Peter that we find here saying to Jesus, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And as you read this and also the other stories, you get the feeling that maybe Peter struggled a little bit with pride in his heart. And I think to a certain point we all do. We're humans. We're not perfect, right? Nobody's perfect. We all struggle a little bit with pride. I mean, some of us, you know, we have bigger egos. Sometimes it's hard, you know, when we get into our car, it's either us or ego because it's so big. And God works with us. Jesus was trying to teach him a valuable lesson. 
humility towards others. Now, none of the other disciples acted like Peter. They were all fine with it. He was the one that, you know, kind of uh, turned into a drama queen at that moment. He started asking, are you going to wash my feet? And then Jesus knew Peter's heart. He knew what it was inside of him. And he replied to him, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. And you would think, well, you know, maybe after that, Peter got it. But he persisted. Verse 8 says, no, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. No, never. I am not going to allow you to wash my feet. Just not going to happen. Nothing. And the problem with pride is that everything becomes about the individual, right? When somebody has pride inside of them that, you know, has happened to me before, it becomes about me. Everything that comes out of my mouth at that point, you know, from or even from a self-righteous person, it's to put the light on them. You're saying, you know what, it's here, it's me. I'm the one that's right. They don't care about the other people. They just argue for the sake of arguing. The last thing on their mind is humility. The main goal is to win. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Things got a little serious. Well, if you don't allow me to do this, then you have no part with me. You're not one of us. Things got a little serious. Then uh, listen to what uh, Peter said. Says Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Lord, not just my feet. And then Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Calm down. I am not going to keep you a bath. All I need to do is just the feet. And then if you go to chapter 12, it says, When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked him. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that's what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. See, here's the difference between the kingdom of this world, what you see out there in society right now, what you see on social media and um, ad campaigns. The big difference between this world and the kingdom of God is that in this world, it's all about me. That's the message they're trying to sell you. You know what, it's all about you. It's about me, it's like a giant selfie, right? Of everything happening around us and we are at the center of it. That's what they want us to, um, to get into our heads, you know, that it's all about me. In the kingdom of God, it's the opposite. Because it's all about Him. He is the one at the center of everything. He's the one, or He should be the one at the center of your selfie. And you are the one somewhere in that picture frame. A little blurry. Have you seen those, those images? Right? 
It's a little, you cannot tell what it is because the focus, it's not on you. The focus is on Jesus and would always be on Jesus. That's the kingdom of God. It's about him. And when we hear serving others, you know what, just like what Jesus was trying to do, you know, with the disciples, teaching uh, them that lesson. Most of us think about, you know, the poor, the less fortunate, the needy, which we should do because that's part of serving. That's part of being, you know, a member of the kingdom. But there is a reason why Jesus decided to start with his closest friends, with his disciples. If we are not able to humble ourselves among us, it's going to be extremely difficult to do it for other people that you don't know. That's what he wanted them to know. That you have to start here among you guys. Love each other. Serve each other. You want to be humble? That's what you need to do. And then you get to do that out there. And that's why Jesus said, now that I've washed your feet, practice this with each other. Serve one another. God says, Abraham, that the one in the Bible, me. Do you want to be the first one in line? Of course I do. Then you have to start at the end of the line. Make sure that everybody else in front of you are taken care of first. Let me tell you as a pastor, as a leader, as a person, at times it's really hard to do that. Because more than likely, that means that I'm going to get to eat last. And a lot of times, it's going to be by myself. Because everybody else is done by then. And that's hard. That's hard to do. Serve one another. Serve each other. Abraham, do you, wanna, do you want me to use you for greater and bigger things? Well, yes, I do. Of course. That's what I want from God. Then you know what? You have to learn how to start from the bottom up. How to sweep. How to clean, how to keep the, the, the stage clean. How to clean the restrooms every now and then. How to serve other people. If you want to be first, if you want me to use you for greater and bigger things, you need to start at the bottom. Because my kingdom in my kingdom, everyone serves from top down and vice versa. Imagine if every person that professes Jesus as Lord and Savior, all of you guys, just take my name out from what I just said and put your name in those sentences. Can you imagine the difference we would make? Not just here, but in our community. And I think the world more than ever needs to see, needs to hear the church that loves people. And what better way to do it than by serving each other? Serving other people. After washing the disciples' feet, Jesus said, verse 15, I have set you an example that you should do as I, as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent them. And he goes on to say, Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if 
you do them. Now that you know all of these things, you will be blessed if you do them. If you put them into practice. If you serve one another, you will be blessed. And isn't that amazing? How we find blessings in serving one another. See how, the, how different is the kingdom of God from the kingdom of this world? In the kingdom of God, we're supposed to be humble and serve each other. The world says, if you're humble, if you serve one another, they're just going to use you, abuse you, and spit you out. That's what happens to people who humble themselves in front of others, who serve others. It's all about the survival of the faith. But in God's kingdom, it's different. It's the opposite. I love this passage. It's in Psalm 37, uh, verse 11. It says, But the meek or the humble will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. Can you believe that? No? Let me read it to you again. But the meek or the humble will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. Can you believe it? No? Let me read it to you again. No, <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but I'm all for that. I mean, look at this. If, if we are humble, we will inherit the land, enjoy peace and prosperity. How many people give away, waste all of their money seeking those blessings? And I'm sure you know a few. Maybe you have some friends. Maybe you've been there before. I've been there before. Where you just try to do all these things to, you know, be able to uh, get those blessings on your own. Risk their lives. A lot of people put their families on the line. Their callings on the line in order to reach those blessings. And God says, you know what? If you humble yourself, I will give you all of that. All of it. My kingdom's formula, it's a lot less complicated than the one in the world. Be humble, serve one another, and I will take care of you. I will bless you. That's what the Lord says. If you're humble and serve one another, I will take care of you. We were reading Matthew 5, 5. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. Thinking about this throughout the week, I like practical stuff. And sometimes it's hard for me to get it out because, you know, English is not my first language, as you can tell. And it's hard to, you know, put it out there. And I was thinking, you know, there has to be a different perspective of being humble, a practical one. Because if we just listen to the board and don't put it into practice, it's like nothing ever happened. So by looking at this, God was showing me, you know what? Being humble and serving one another, they go hand to hand. I mean, it's a really good and a really powerful combination. If you can figure that out, if you can start serving one another, if you can start loving one another, serving your community, your church, man, that is a powerful combination.